0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Thursday, November 30th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Illinois schools devoted millions of dollars to a tutoring program to help low-performing students improve especially in low-income districts.
1: For my school, we were at a sense of crisis.
0: The program's federal funding is running out, and schools are trying to determine what to do next. We'll have that story in just a few minutes. The Steelworkers Union president at Granite City's mill says upcoming layoffs may not be as bad as initially expected. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports. Earlier this fall, parent company U.S. Steel idled Granite City's blast furnace and temporarily laid off roughly 400 workers. This week, U.S. Steel sent notices to 1,000 workers, including those 400, saying it would indefinitely idle the furnace. Union President Dan Simmons says he expects those notices will just cover the first 400 after speaking with company leadership. There's nothing in the foreseeable forecast that they would change current level of operations, meaning specifically no reason to be looking at more looming layoffs down the road. U.S. Steel, however, said they're anticipating approximately 600 of those workers that got notices to be laid off. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis-based BJC Healthcare has signed an agreement with Kansas City-based St. Luke's Health to finalize a merger. The two systems announced intent to combine earlier this year. Officials plan to maintain their own headquarters and branding. A BJC spokeswoman says the $10 billion deal has cleared all regulatory reviews. Officials expect to close the transaction by January 1st. It will create a 28-hospital system spanning Kansas, Missouri, and Southern Illinois. The president of the St. Louis Board of Aldermen is pledging more community involvement in the development of legislation. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on Megan Green's proposal.
1: The city has in the past taken citizen input on specific things like how to spend the settlement over the departure of the Rams to Los Angeles. But Green wants to expand that to overall legislative priorities. Fostering a true democratic partnership between elected officials and city residents creates an engaged public and a accountable government, and long-lasting solutions to our city's biggest challenges. Green says new technology at City Hall allows more people to participate in alderman meetings virtually, and she says her office has taken steps to make sure it gets public input from all areas of the city. She made the remarks during a speech streamed on YouTube on Tuesday. I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Missouri's state auditor says staffing issues are delaying some of his goals. Scott Fitzpatrick outlined increasing school audits as a priority when he was sworn in earlier this year. Now he says that's something that requires more employees.
1: Well, it's another one of those uh, goals that has been uh, kind of set on the, uh, the back burner until we get staff to a level where we can ma- manage the mandatory audits and then have some time left over for discretionary.
0: The office is auditing the Francis Howell School District over questions concerning construction projects. Fitzpatrick says that report is close to finished. He was a guest on Politically Speaking. The episode is at stlpr.org. A recent March of Dimes report shows more than 40% of Missouri counties are considered maternity care deserts. Most are rural and have no access to maternity care providers or birthing hospitals. As St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports, efforts are underway to bring midwifery services closer to remote areas to help improve maternal health outcomes. Jamaa Birth Village in Ferguson is bringing satellite maternity care services to the Springfield, Columbia, and Boot Hill areas. Patients can receive prenatal and postpartum care starting next year. Doulas also will provide labor and delivery support. Okansala Amadou is the Midwifery Clinic's founder. She wants to help close the health disparity gap by making midwifery services widely available to black mothers in Missouri.
1: Black women deserve to be seen and heard and most definitely to receive care by people who share their background and their experiences. Jama
0: also will provide a doula and midwifery training program in the service areas. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. The Cortex Innovation Community in St. Louis will use a $7 million state grant for free training programs. Officials say the funding will support Missouri's Tech First initiative to help with education and certification opportunities to further build the region's tech workforce. Cortex president and CEO Sam Fiorello says the program will provide avenues for a successful technology career beyond a four-year degree. The initiative is a partnership with the Missouri Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Illinois devoted $25 million worth of federal COVID relief funds to a high-impact tutoring program. The money runs out next year. Reporter Peter Medlin examines the program's impact.
1: Melissa Sago is the principal at Lincoln-Douglas Elementary in Freeport, and she remembers looking at student academic data last fall and seeing her students, the majority of whom are low-income, struggling. For my school, we were at a sense of crisis. She felt a sense of urgency. So when she found out their school qualified to participate in the Illinois tutoring initiative, they jumped at the chance. And she wanted to lead by example. Sego recruited teachers and paraprofessionals to sign up as tutors and started tutoring students herself. But what makes this tutoring high impact? Well, it's a few things. They have to meet multiple times per week, and they have to be in groups of three or fewer students. If you could tutor one-on-one, even better. Sago says the small group format also allows her to build stronger relationships with the students she's tutoring. She says they can already see the academic impact of the Illinois Tutoring Initiative. This year, Lincoln-Douglas students' math scores grew over 12 percent relative to other students in the state. Most of our students that come to our after-school tutoring program are students of lower income. And they actually had better growth than our all students' populations. That's true. Low-income Lincoln-Douglas student growth scores jumped 18% this year. Now they're tutoring nearly 40 kids with a wait list for more. And the high-impact tutoring appears to be helping students statewide, too. According to state data, 75% of students who took part in the Illinois Tutoring Initiative during the last school year achieved expected or more-than-expected reading growth. And for students tutored in math, it was 80%. Christy Borders is the executive director of the Illinois Tutoring Initiative, and she says the vast majority of students also self-reported that they were really confident in the material and enjoyed the experience. The program really worked for schools like Lincoln-Douglas, but only a fraction of eligible Illinois school districts have been able to take advantage of the program. The state identified and prioritized school districts based on a few factors, like the concentration of low-income students, funding, and students who faced a, quote, disproportionate COVID-19 impact, including lost in-person instructional time. And of the 290 Illinois school districts initially identified, Only 20%, 59 districts, utilized the program last year. This year, it's up to a quarter of districts. Borders says there were challenges getting schools on board. A lot of our schools in Illinois have already put tutoring in place. And so they they were already working with one tutoring program and maybe it was just too much to take something else on. There were also scheduling and transportation issues at some schools. And those were barriers even for schools that did participate. Students attended the tutoring 60 percent of the time last year. The Illinois Tutoring Initiative is supported through federal COVID relief funds known as ESSER, and those funds have to be allocated by September of next year. Right now, over 16.5 million of the project's 25 million has yet to be spent. Border says they have underspent so far, but the goal is to continue scaling, adding more tutors, reaching more students, and spending as much as they have remaining. As of now, they're prepared to tutor students through this school year and into next summer. She's also hoping the funding deadline gets delayed and they'll be able to keep going beyond the summer. If not, she says they don't completely know if leftover unspent federal aid will just go back to the federal government. What I continue to say to everyone all the time is as long as those dollars are available, we will provide tutoring in as many places as we possibly can. At schools like Lincoln-Douglas, Melissa Sago says they're more than happy to participate as long as the program will be around. She says anyway, to get more one-on-one support, especially when it doesn't cost them anything, is a big win for her students. I'm Peter Medlin.
0: Peter is a reporter at Northern Public Radio in Illinois. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt.